It's All for You by Dean Winchester is a Warrior. This story is not rated. The creator chose not to use archive warnings. Category is female-male. Fandom is supernatural. Relationship, Dean Winchester slash reader. Character, Dean Winchester. Additional tags, oral sex, vaginal fingering, naked Dean Winchester, angst, fluff, showering Dean Winchester, hurt slash comfort, hurt Dean Winchester. Summary. After a hunt gone wrong, all you want is to make Dean feel better. Will he let you? Warnings. Oral, male receiving, fingering, general nakedness and showering together, hurt Dean, angst, fluff. Notes. A hurt slash comfort fic, but focusing on giving comfort to Dean when he needs it. I was very happy to try and give our beautiful boy some peace and comfort. Hope you enjoy. You heard the screeching bang of the bunker door and looked up from the map table to see Dean walking slowly down the bunker steps. His big boots thudded heavily down each stair as he plodded slowly down to the war room. Sam had called to give you a heads up. Dean had dropped him at Eileen's and was headed back. The hunt had been bad. Sam hadn't gone into detail, but you knew a 16-year-old girl had been lost. A demon had possessed her, then slit the girl's throat as they were trying to exercise it. Sam told you that Dean had held the girl, trying to soothe her fears as she'd bled out, mercifully quickly. As Dean reached the final step, you rushed up to him, your expression anxious and questioning. Dean's face spasmed in what was supposed to be a smile, but it never really materialized. Hey, kid. He said, quiet and low. He walked past you to fall into one of the chairs surrounding the map table. His red flannel shirt was covered with dark, almost black stains, the girl's blood, and his own mixing together in a hideous design. His face had numerous scrapes and bruises, and you could see them disappear into the neckline of his shirt. He sat, long legs stretched out in front of him, leaning back in the chair. But his shoulders hunched forward and his arms were tucked close to his side, his left arm curled around his ribs. His posture was such that he looked like someone trying to protect their torso from body blows that were raining down upon them. You looked at the broken man in front of you, the man you loved more than anything, and tears clogged your throat. You couldn't help it. Two years ago, you'd come to live with the Winchesters while you recovered from a werewolf attack. You were all alone, and the brothers had taken pity on you. You'd simply never left. You helped in whatever way you could. You were no hunter, but you were a good researcher, and you did your best to keep the boys healthy and well. You learned to patch up wounds and set bones. You were even able to stitch together skin now, although that had taken some practice and several rounds of vomiting. And all the time, as you learned the lore and lost your squeamishness, you were quietly falling in love with Dean Winchester. That had never been your intention. He was more than a decade older than you, and he was hard and stubborn. He wore his guilt and self-loathing like armor, and it had been almost impossible to find any chinks there. 
but find them you had. You had pushed and prodded at him, annoying him most of the time, but slowly pulling information out of him, slowly pulling off the armor piece by piece and finding the beautiful, raw, vulnerable man underneath. Now, as you looked at him, all you wanted was to comfort him, to pull the poison out of his heart and mind, like sucking out venom. He would be blaming himself for the young girl's death, there was no doubt, and you weren't sure there was anything you could say that would convince him otherwise. He would balk at your help, your comfort, but you weren't going to let him get away with it. You approached him, coming to stand between his outstretched legs. Come on with me. You held out your hand for him to take. Let me clean you up. You phrased your statement as though you were just looking to heal up his physical wounds. Dean was a warrior and was often more likely to accept help when it came to healing his body, since he knew he had to stay strong if he wanted to fight again. Then when you had him under your hands, you did your best to heal his soul, too. But this time, he shook his head. Nah, I'm fine, kid. He pushed out of the chair and moved into the library to pour himself a whiskey from the decanter there. You stood on the stairs watching him disapprovingly as he leaned back against the shelf and took a long drink, grimacing slightly as the alcohol burned a path down his throat. You walked up close to him again and wrapped your small hand around his thick wrist and tried, very futilely, to pull him along after you. You couldn't budge him an inch. He looked at you with a frown creasing his brow. What are you doing? You gave him a frustrated sigh. I'm trying to get you to follow me to your bedroom so I can take care of all of this. You made a circular motion with your hand in front of his face, indicating all his cuts and bruises but Dean just shook his head again, his voice impatient and gruff. I told you, kid, I'm fine. You kind of hated when he called you kid. You may be younger than him, but you were still a grown woman, and you definitely did not want him to see you as a kid. You folded your arms across your chest. Well, I'm not, okay? You let your eyes fill up with tears. I'm worried about you and I just want to make sure you're okay. You'd used this tactic before and it had never failed. Dean didn't care what happened to him, but he couldn't bear to see you cry. You didn't feel like it was manipulating him, because the tears were real. You were just using them to your advantage, to make this stubborn man let you help him. Sure enough, Dean frowned deeply inside. He flung back the rest of his drink and slammed the empty glass back down beside the bottle. Fine. Let's go, little mother hen. You led him into his bedroom and sat him on the side of the bed. You grabbed the first aid kit out of his bottom drawer and brought it over to where he sat. The first thing you did was give him a couple pills for the pain. Then you started peeling off layers of his clothing. You took off his dark blue jacket and then his stained red shirt. Each time you took off a layer... Dean flinched when he had to lift his arm away from his side. Probably broken ribs. You pulled at the hem of his black t-shirt and slowly lifted it up and off of him. He let out a groan as he tried to lift his arm to accommodate you. No, don't, you said, pressing his arm back down to his side. 
He pulled the t-shirt off his right arm and over his head, and then just slid it down his left arm while it remained safely tucked against his ribs. When you saw the damage done to his beautiful torso, he fought down more tears. They'd serve no purpose this time. His entire upper body was blotches of blue and purple bruises and dried blood. Surveying the damage, though, he could see that his ribs were the worst of his injuries, the rest all just contusions and some swelling. You quickly went to the bathroom down the hall and came back with a basin full of warm water and some aloe vera for the worst of the scrapes on his face and knuckles. You washed his torso with the warm water, cleaning away any leftover blood and trying hard not to be affected by the feeling of his muscles moving under your hands or the small groans of pain mingled with moans of relief that were issuing from his mouth as you soothed his bruised and aching skin. You cleaned up his knuckles with rubbing alcohol, clucking your tongue as you saw him shift and grimace. You should have gone to get your ribs x-rayed, you said as you let go of his big hand. Dean shook his head. Nah, they're not broken, just bruised. You shook your head at him. And how would you know? Dean shot a look, and you realized that it was a stupid question. Of course he knew. After all the times his ribs had been broken and bruised, he definitely knew the difference. Once his torso and knuckles had been tended to, you began cleaning the worst of the scrapes and scratches across his cheek and around his eyes. Using more rubbing alcohol, you cleaned them thoroughly. You stood between his legs and were pressed up close enough to him that you could feel his warm breath on your neck as you dabbed a cotton swab across the cuts on his brow bone. You made the mistake of looking away from the scrapes you were tending to and into his mossy green eyes. You felt your breath hitch as you saw heat flare in his gaze. It wasn't the first time you thought you'd seen something hot and needy in his expression, but he never did anything about it, had never even tried to kiss you. You broke off an aloe vera leaf and squeezed some of the wet jelly inside onto your finger before going back and spreading the healing plant across the worst of the cuts. The whole time you worked, you were aware of Dean's gaze on you. You felt his heart pick up its pace so that it matched your own racing pulse. Your eyes flicked down to his lips and then got caught up in the way he pulled his bottom lip into his mouth, sucking on it slowly before letting it slip out again, wet and shiny and begging to be tasted. You tipped his head back, applying aloe to some scrapes along his jaw. When you finished, your gaze traveled back to his mouth, and then you took in all of his beautiful face. His head was tilted back, so that your face hovered over his, so close you could see the hints of red whiskers in his stubbly cheeks and the flecks of gold in his deep green eyes. His lips were parted slightly, and his tongue pressed softly between his teeth. You let your palms come to rest against his jaw, and almost of its own volition, your thumb moved to trail across his bottom lip. You both froze like that for a moment before you moved your mouth to his, applying the softest pressure. But before you could deepen the kiss, Dean pulled away and moved out from underneath your hands, grimacing and pressing his left arm tight to his side again. He leaned back on his desk. Thanks, kid. He said with a nod. 
I got it from here. He was dismissing you, but you didn't want to go. You wanted to keep helping him, healing him. You knew you hadn't imagined the want and desire in his expression. He wanted and needed companionship, tonight more than ever. He was just too proud and stubborn to admit it. Deciding that boldness was the only way through, you moved to stand right in front of him, resting your hands on his biceps as you leaned in towards him. He pulled his head back and his breathing became shallow. You tilted your head so you could maintain eye contact. Do you want to talk about it? The hunt? Dean's frown of confusion deepened and his eyes hardened. After a moment, he spoke low and clear. No. You nodded, having known that would be his response. You licked your lips and pressed a fraction closer to him. Then, do you want to kiss me? Dean's eyes widened and the pupils expanded across his lush green irises. His gaze flickered down to your lips before wetting his own. He shook his head slightly, confusion crashing back into his expression. What are you talking about? You reached up and pressed your mouth to his pulse point, feeling it hammer against your lips. You pulled back, but ran your hands gently up and down his bruised chest and arms. Please, Dean, let me help you forget. You placed kisses to each of the violet bruises that dotted along just under his collarbone, like Morse code. Let me make you feel better. You moved your lips down his chest, tongue darting out to flick across his nipple, pulling a deep, rough moan from him. You looked up at him from beneath your lashes as you started to sink to your knees. Let me make you feel good. Dean groaned again but caught your upper arms before you could reach the ground. Dean's voice was deep and hot and full of repressed need. You don't have to do this. You shook your head. I know that. I want to. You said with a hint of a smile. Will you let me? Dean pulled in a deep breath as he cupped your cheek with his palm and swiped his big thumb across your mouth. So soft. He said in a whisper, God, you're so soft. You pushed your mouth down the length of his long, thick thumb before coming back up and swirling your tongue around the tip. An incredibly satisfying moon dropped from Dean's lips and you felt your core muscles clench at the sound. You let go of his thumb with a pop and then slid the rest of the way down his body until you were on your knees in front of him. He leaned back and grasped the desk with both hands while you unbuckled his belt and lowered his jeans. His boxer briefs did little to conceal the massive bulge that intrigued you so much and had your mouth watering. You wanted him so badly, but more importantly, you were determined to take over all his thoughts and to make him feel only pleasure so that he couldn't dwell on the pain, so that there was no room for guilt. You pulled down his boxer briefs and let his fully erect cock slap against his stomach. You took the tip of your finger and rubbed it along his slit, where a small bead of pre-cum was already forming, spreading it lightly around the head of his dick. You licked your palm in a wide stripe and then began to slowly pump his cock up and down 
twisting your wrist gently every time you reach the base. Then, pushing his cock flat against his lower belly again, your tongue dragged up the thick vein that ran along the underside. Dean grunted harshly, his hips bucking forward as he stood up straight, pushing away from the desk. You took the opportunity to push your hands up his thighs and around his hips until you were gripping his perfect, round, muscular ass in your hands. You squeezed it as you finally bobbed your head down the length of his cock, as far as you could go. Dean gripped your hair in his fist and pushed gently, encouraging you to go a little further. Bracing yourself with both hands on his ass, you shifted the position of your mouth so you could drop your jaw further and relax your gag reflex. You felt him hit the back of your throat and pulled off of him, slurping up the spit and cum that decorated his cock before pushing back down and taking him further so that he actually slipped down your throat. When he was an inch or so down, you swallowed, squeezing around the head of his dick and causing Dean to let out a harsh cry of pleasure. His hand spasmed in your hair and pulled it. The sharp pain shot a jolt of pleasure into your core. He let go of your hair. Shit, I'm sorry. He said, and his voice was mostly a growl. You hummed against him as you pulled back. No apologies necessary. You said as you watched him and felt your panties flood. His head was thrown back, eyes squeezed shut, mouth open as he pulled in short breaths. You moved up and down on him quickly four or five times, letting his tip hit the back of your throat every time. Then, when he was once again fully seated in your mouth, you sucked in your cheeks and pulled back slowly, allowing the pleasurable suction to pull deep, animalistic moans from Dean's throat. As you popped off of him again, you let your tongue twirl around his spongy head and reached up to palm his balls before squeezing them gently and jiggling them with your fingers. You moved up and down his rock-hard shaft half a dozen more times before he grabbed hold of your shoulders and tried to push you back in warning. Fuck. God. Christ. I'm gonna come. You pulled away, but only so you could wrap your hand around the thick base of his dick, open your mouth, and stick out your tongue. You tapped his cock against your tongue a few times, and you could feel it throb in your hand just before Dean bucked forward hard into warm, salty spurts of cum shot down your throat and dribbled down your chin. You pumped him through the full length of his climax, sucking and licking up every morsel of him as his hips continued to snap forward with the aftershocks of his orgasm. He fell back against the desk again, muscles spent. After you'd cleaned him up completely, you took hold of his hand and pulled him gently forward. This time, he followed you willingly, naked and almost docile. You walked down the few doors to the shower room, and when you were inside the tiled room, you stripped away all of your clothes until you stood naked in front of him. You refused to allow yourself any self-consciousness. This wasn't about you tonight, only Dean. You moved into the wide shower stall and turned on the water to very warm, but not scalding. You beckoned Dean forward with your finger, and he came quickly, reaching for you. But you dodged his hands, maneuvering him so that he was standing under the spray of the shower. You took his soap 
and began working up a lather against his broad shoulders and up and down the round, smooth muscles in his arms. You moved your soapy hands across every inch of his skin, massaging gently and being careful around his bruises and cuts, but loving every moment of the chore. As you walked around him, touching, caressing, massaging, you praised him, hoping he would hear you and believe. You're so beautiful, you whispered against his shoulder blade. God, you're strong, you told him as you looked up at him from where you crouched, running soapy hands up and down his muscular thighs. You wrapped your arms around him from behind. You make me feel so safe. You whispered up into his ear. My warrior. Finally, as the spray of the shower head washed all the soap away, you came to stand in front of him. When you looked up into his face, you were devastated to see his eyes were closed and tears mingled with the droplets of water that ran down his face. You reached up and ran your hand down his cheek. This was supposed to be helping him to forget the hunt, but obviously it wasn't. But before you could say anything, Dean opened his eyes and shook his head. I couldn't save her. His voice was barely audible above the roar of the shower, so you stepped closer so you wouldn't miss anything. I should have moved faster, acted quicker. You shook your head. Dean, you did everything you could. Sam told me, you held her and made her last moments here as safe and comforting as possible. You wrapped your arms gently around his waist so as to not aggravate his bruised ribs. I know you, Dean Winchester, and I know that you would have done absolutely everything within your very vast and substantial abilities to keep her alive and safe. And if you weren't able to do it, then she likely couldn't have been saved. He stared at you for a long moment, his expression telling you that he wanted to believe you. Then he closed his eyes again, and when he reopened them, you saw some of the ache in them had faded. And you realized you'd done more than help him forget. You were helping him heal. Your heart squeezed, so grateful that it was working. You turned off the water and grabbed two thick towels from the shelves outside the stall, wrapping you both up in them. You walked back to Dean's bedroom, where you used his towel to carefully dry his body. But when you passed him a pair of sweats from out of his drawer, he didn't take them. He just stared down at you for a moment before he reached up to push wet strands of hair over your shoulder. The heat from the trail of his fingertips contrasted with the cold droplets of water falling from the ends of your hair, and you shivered. He suddenly grabbed you and spun you around, pushing you up against the door. For an injured man, he still moved incredibly fast. He pressed his warm lips to the cool skin on your neck, and you shivered again. He trailed his mouth down over your collarbone and then started a path towards your breasts. But you pushed against his shoulders, your body screaming at you that you were a fool. Dean, no, you said, your voice barely a breath. He stopped and looked at you, cocking an eyebrow. No, he understandably questioned you. You shook your head. I mean, yes. You took a deep, 
very shuddery breath. Obviously, yes, but this, it's... You cleared your throat and tried to form words when all your brain could focus on was the pair of lips that still hovered just above your skin. This isn't about me. This is... I want to take care of you. You said, determination helping to clear your mind enough that you got the words out. You really did just want to take care of Dean. He deserved it. Dean nodded. I see. He rolled your nipple between his strong thumb and forefinger, causing you to gasp. Was that gasp for me? He asked, his deep voice causing your inner muscles to clench around nothing. I, yes, I mean, you were back to nonsensical sentences. He trailed the calloused pads of his fingers down between your breasts and over your belly before he slid one finger through your slick folds. And this. He brought his finger up to his mouth and sucked your juices from the tip. Isn't this for me? You were panting as you answered. Yes, God, Dean. It's all for you. He slipped two fingers deep inside you and you whimpered. He leaned into your ear and growled deep and low. Then give me what's mine. Hours later, you were both happily sated and enjoying leftover pizza and beers in bed, naked. You were listening to Zeppelin 4, and Dean was explaining how back in the day, a lot of people believed Stairway to Heaven contained satanic messages if it was played backwards. As he talked about one of his favorite albums and his all-time favorite band, his face was free from pain and guilt. Instead, it was lit up like a little kid at Christmas as he shared his passion with you. You felt your chest tighten in happiness and gratitude for the beautiful man in front of you. He was so many things all at once. Hunter, hero, warrior, lover, brother, friend, savior. He was a man capable of carrying the world's burdens on his impossibly strong shoulders. But sometimes, you thought, he was also just a little boy who needed to be taken care of, loved, cherished. And you were more than happy to volunteer for that job. <laughs>